and we're live. I am so excited. Welcome, family. Welcome back to our latest episode of Cash Confessions, a modern money memoir. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to my beauty guru, my bestie, one of my homegirls. Please give us a very warm welcome for Miss Jocelyn Cor- Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. This is like so much fun. <laughs> I love this ambiance that we have going on here. And talking about my favorite thing, which is, you know, abundance, currency, energy. So, yes. <laughs> abundance. Abundantia. Um, I love that you brought up the word currency because I have been reading so in-depthly about the difference between money and currency, the difference between the value that's exchanged for the object or the good versus just the fact that as human beings over time in history, we at one point, somebody came up with the idea to use money as the symbolic value to be able to exchange for goods like oh that is a conversation for another day but (laughs) jocelyn can you introduce yourself to the cash confessions family like tell us a little bit about you who you are and how you came to be yes uh thank you for having me thank you for whoever's watching this right now my name is jocelyn i am Originally from New York, born and raised up from the Bronx. I come from a multicultural background, uh, very like Afro-Indigenous and Italian roots. And I think for me, uh, how I even got on this was I came from a single family household. So like the word and the mindset, and especially in New York hustle culture, like really was something that kind of was ingrained in me. And then as I started to like really kind of grow and develop as an individual, I realized that there is literally so much forms of uh, ways to get currency easily without having to hustle so much. So I think through my experiences as an individual and taking on so much work and jobs, I've learned like the value of the self, the value of the skill and the value of how you see energy and currency both together and what is something that you can actually generate in the physical. So like money is in the physical, material Mm -hmm. objects are in the physical. These are some of the things that we always try to attain. But through my experiences, not only have I attained that, but I've attained a lot of wisdom and how to apply that to multiply that currency, to multiply that material, um, which is awesome. And then also mm-hmm. having to apply like, personal value to that just magnetizes how much you can get. Because when you're coming from a place of love and service, it just multiplies. I think that's something that I've always had to learn. Um, so, you know, coming from a single family household, a uh, middle child of five, you know, a lot of hand-me-downs, a lot of things that as you're doing. Oh my goodness. Middle, <laughs> middle of five, five wow. kids. Um, my mom. It's yeah, exactly. And my mom like really did it. She <laughs> a lot of she did herself, um, but she did have, you know, to rely on us too to kind of like help raise each other. And I think that put me in a position where mm-hmm. mentally I was always like wanting more. And I think like sometimes our traumas also set us up for the successes that we have. So like at 12, I was like 
taking on like responsibilities that like you know older people should be taking on like cooking for my siblings and like cleaning up or like watching my niece and nephews and I think that always just purposely set me up for wanting to attain more so I applied that to my schools and my studies and from you know elementary school to high school to even going to college like I was able to attain a lot of grants and scholarships which also set me up because I started to see like how is this money just being given away and like how can I get some of that like <laughs> you know like <laughs> what did you what did you go to school for and if you finished your degree how does your educational background connect to what you're doing oh, now so for funny. work so I, I went to the new school university and uh new york west village eugene lang college liberal arts college and i thought i wanted to go in there for like creative writing and it's funny because i also applied to vassar uh, which is completely different ambiance upstate like very secluded school very like high education and i wanted to be a physician's assistant over there so i just really wanted to get into school but when i got to the new school and i started to be around so many creatives i switched my major from creative writing to culture and media studies and so from culture and media studies i did finish with a ba um, and I thought I wanted to do kind of like publicity. I took two internships at really big top PR firms. Um, one was DKC and the other one was PMKBNC. And I worked two internships. Anybody knows. Them yeah. Well, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I think they've changed their names now because of just like PMKBNC had this lawsuit that I actually ended up. Uh, getting involved in a couple of years ago, a um, class action lawsuit about like internships mm-hmm. and like, you know, overworking. Shall I be <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I was like originally wanting to do that because I wanted to be like PR. Yeah. Here we go. She comes. The tea. <laughs> I know. I'm like, tea. Yeah, this, this is this morning. This is this morning's tea in a glass because it sat on my countertop going from hot to room temperature very quickly. And I was like, you know what? Let me just keep it, keep it handy. There will be a moment. It's going to be piping today, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, no. So I, I, I mean, those internships were great. They taught me like a lot of experiences, but I think it's funny. And some of the clients that were represented are actually some people that I've actually seen in my waking present job, which I think it's hilarious. So everything comes full circle. Um, but what do you do so now? now uh, I switched that position. Yeah, what what happened from publicity to, because I, I yeah, know what you do now. I know exactly what you do because I've come to see you and <laughs> you have helped me stay. Thank you. Dewey, fresh. How old is she? Jocelyn yes. Corporon knows what she can tell you. I love you. working with your natural <laughs> abilities, which is great. So currently right now, I'm a medical esthetician. How I got on that route was I did sit next to the VP of the PR company and I asked her, she's like beautiful woman. I was like, you know, Christina, like how long did it take you to, to get to your position right now? She was like, it took me 10 years. And I just couldn't fathom sitting at a desk for 10 years, kissing somebody's butt to get to that position because it may not be given to me, especially like sometimes in that culture, many Latin and people of color aren't really at those positions as much. And we're starting to see molds being broken now. But I decided to chase my dream. I was like, look, if I'm going to do something and I'm going to make money at it, I'm going to be damn good at it. I'm going to enjoy it. And so 
I took desk jobs to support me, but on the weekends I would take makeup clients. So I started in the beauty industry. And one day I was working a desk job and I had talked with a friend who put me in touch with a makeup artist. They were like, you should be an esthetician. And I'm like, what is that? They're like, it's a skincare therapist. And I'm like, okay. So I Googled skin schools near me, aesthetic schools near me. And where I worked, there was one right across the street from where I worked. And I was like, if this isn't a sign, I don't know what is. And I went there and they gave me great like financial aid. Um, so I did that like part-time, took me 10 months. And in the middle mm -hmm. of the year, I left that desk job and I pursued another beauty job getting way less. I took a pay cut, a significant pay cut. Cause I was like, look, if I'm going all in, I'm going all in. Um, I paid off school and then I took a pay cut working at a blow dry bar doing front desk and makeup. And then I hustled. I worked at European Black Center for a little bit. They taught me how to wax. Uh, so I got that experience. And I had taken an interview at Ulta Beauty a couple months ago. And I didn't have my license, so she never called me. She called me one day and she's like, did you ever get your license? I've been trying to hire you. And, like, you don't have your license yet. And I'm like, shit, my state board's on Monday. Like, just give me till Monday. Took my state board, aced it. Got my license in the email. I didn't even have the physical email. And she's like, all right, are you going to leave your job? Because I have a non-compete. And I was like, uh. Okay, so I told you European Wax Center. Uh -oh. I was like, I know, right? Because I was like, European Wax Center and Ulta. I didn't know Ulta Beauty did waxing. And so, like, this was going to be a really big main store in Manhattan. It's on 86th Street and 3rd now. It's one of the, mm -hmm. the first New York Ulta flagships in the city. Um, and we were a million-dollar salon. Like, I took that job, and I did facials, makeup, and body waxing. So I was able to combine all the experience that I learned because those were dead end not I don't want to say dead end jobs but like the the skill that's required for those jobs are just sometimes stationary so if you're not growing you're going to be doing the same thing over and over and I was glad that I was able to get to apply all three in one grow as an esthetician they further paid for my education which was great they paid for like continuing ed classes for me um introduced me to so many opportunities. I got to do Michael, uh, makeup for Michael Costello and a couple other people. Um, and then after that, I just felt like there was more for me out there. And a friend of mine sent me a Instagram story and she's like, you need to do your content like this. And it was a race spot. And I was like, all right. So then she goes and she puts me in touch with the page. And then I go ahead and I'm like swiping one day and I'm taking my good friend Damaris and she's like, you got to work at this place. And she sends me the same place. And I'm like, what the hell, man? I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just going to like take this as a sign. So on their Instagram, they were posting, looking for an esthetician and they posted the requirements. And I never sent an email on DM ever, like a resume on DM. <laughs> they were like, screenshot your resume. <laughs> I sent it to me on DM and I was like, okay, <laughs> is this even real? But I went in, I screenshotted it. Uh, I got an interview and then me and, and Lisa, the owner, just like clicked. And um, she was like, I'm going to interview somebody else. And I'll give you a call in like tonight and let you know. And, you know, I didn't hear from her for a couple of days. So in my mind, I was like, she didn't call me back, whatever. I don't have the experience needed. And she calls me back in a couple of days later, as I'm literally talking about her on the phone. I'm like, yeah, Genevieve. So my friend, I'm like, it didn't work out. And she calls me and I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> so I'm like, what's up? <laughs> she's like hey you know I really like your energy and I I, I want to give you the opportunity to like you know work with me and she trained me and other things that I needed and then you know provided the services that was going to help expand and grow me to who I am now and that's what I love I'm a very hungry person I gotta keep growing I gotta keep learning so 
I am here now. It's been like three years. And I don't know. I feel like I have been able to combine everything that I've pretty much learned in one sitting. Um, but as an esthetician right now and the goals and the personal alignments that I have, I'm starting to take a deeper look at what I'm doing and I want to take a little bit of a spin. I don't see many people in my industry going this route that I want to go. So I kind of want to carve out a new path mm-hmm. and I'm excited for that. I don't know what that looks like, but you know, I feel like everyone looks at the beauty industry as something to kind of like glamify and change about themselves but what we're we're able to enhance what we already are born with and have work on that through more holistic properties and that combines mind reprogramming emotional somatic heart therapy reprogramming physical reprogramming through proper nutrition and stress relief um so the whole connection of mind body spirit and how can we apply that to skincare aesthetics etc so there's a lot in the works for me right now integrating and marrying what we see in beauty right aesthetics with the body not only just externally but internally and then the wellness neuro-linguistic reprogramming right like how you think is how you feel and how you feel is how you act and how you act is how you eat how you move how you sleep which is Everything your skin is your largest organ. It's the most intelligent. Your body knows how to repair itself. I think a lot of us are always constantly looking for the shortcuts and different things externally that we can put on to help repair itself. If we just tune into our body and listen to what it's trying to tell you, you can actually start to let it do its thing and heal and you can actually aid it and not damage it or work against it. Um, because a lot of things capitalistically mm-hmm. are just unfortunately not good for us. And uh, they come at the expense of not only your health, but your money. And like we said, money is currency. So if you're going to give energy to something, you're going to magnetize it. So if these companies are deceiving you, you're going to magnetize it because you're going to keep supporting them. You're going to buy the products. So you got to be a smart consumer. And you got to be a smart consumer. Right? <laughs> Internally. Right. What's your favorite thing about what you do? Is it working with clients? Is it seeing their results? Is it, are you a nerd for the actual treatments that you use? Like all of it. I think it's, it's the whole experience. One, when people come to see me, mm-hmm. I think they just think they're getting a service, but I kind of cultivate the experience as this is a partnership. So you came to me to get, some type of result and I have the information, but if you want the result, there's the maintenance portion. That's where you come in. So I love to educate Mm -hmm. my clients on what we're doing so that we're on the same page so that we can keep getting those results because I feel like, yeah, like if you, it's not enough to just tell someone like drink more water for cystic acne. Right. right? It's like, what's, what's with your genetics, right? That's something that's out of my reach. So if somebody has, you know, genes that they're not aware in their family that can help aid in their sister acne, some people unfortunately are starting to realize that hormonal disorders are aiding in their inflammatory attacks on their body. And so therefore they're receiving cystic acne at older ages. And they're not realizing that, you know, sometimes we're drinking out of these things, these plastics that are kind of causing estrogen and endocrine disruptors. <laughs> I know, right? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Like, 
I literally, like, realistically, I'm human, right? I don't have time to make my lunch today. I don't have time to do anything. And what did I go? I go to the store, and I'm, like, looking for glass bottles, and there's, no, there's nothing. Nothing, just plastic. So I'm just like, screw it, right? I'm going to grab it. And- we, 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 we have to be able to laugh at these things. And I try to tell myself all the time, like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can it's with true. what I got it's in true. the moment. Joss, what's, what's one of the things that is not your favorite? Like, what's your least favorite thing um, about what When you people are disconnected from reality and that recluse, unfortunately, that, yeah. <laughs> when people are disconnected from reality. Uh-oh. Um, you know, I think it, it's hard because I am dealing with people, right? So no one under any circumstance, under any obligation is is needed to change. They, you do whatever you want. But when you're coming to me and you're resisting my help, what what's the purpose of that? Because then it's like you want to come here and kind of just either be heard or seen. And that's a lot of the times what people need is just to be heard or to be seen, but they're coming with a lot of their own microaggressions and it comes out in the service industry. Um, (laughs) So she's saying y'all need to get a therapist. But this this is what we do. Come to the spa. (laughs) Go to therapy first from four to five. And then from 5.30 to 6.30, come and get your treatment. I, I will be your therapist, <laughs> but under some circumstances, there's just certain things that I can't work on for you. <laughs> yeah. Don't be it's true. No, I did have a, a client, unfortunately, that I just think that there was nothing that we could have done for her at all. And she just came in there with that energy. And she just wanted to be, I guess she just wanted to be seen or, or whatever it was. But, you know, it, it caused a severe disruption. <laughs> Um, and yeah, would this be a good lead in the worst client worst story that could be yeah. <laughs> client yeah. moments? Now, of course, we're going to keep this as anonymous oh, yeah, as yeah. possible. We're, 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 we're also not coming from no. a place of, of, of judgment, safety, love, light and prayers right. and everything. But sometimes, and that's why I'm so excited about this series. If, if I may interject yeah. for a moment, um, the the one thing that I think we all share, regardless of what industry we work in, is work. We get to share those awful moments, the funny ones, the triumphant mm-hmm. ones, the, oh my God, this family is just the sweetest, most wholesome thing. Like those moments where you didn't expect it, but somebody gave you a thousand dollar tip at their like 60th birthday yeah. party or something. Like all of those little moments they might just be tiny pieces in time. But for me, looking back at all of the different jobs that I've ever worked, those were opportunities for me to really come to that fullness of myself through the experience of earning to live while at work. So I'm really curious to hear what, what your, your worst work moment is, if you don't mind to share. (laughs) I mean, I don't think it'll get crazier than this because while I do have sometimes clients that may come in with some difficulties, it never leaves me in a place of like displeasure, but I've never had a client like this. So, um, it was like, it was last year in the summertime 
And I had already had a whirlwind year of moving twice and changing living situations. So like, you know, my head was also just trying to be present for clients and for people. And I always love my interactions. We laugh, we cry, we have great experiences. So I had a laser appointment and she came in for her Brazilian and her underarm and she was a new client. And immediately there was just something about her name on the book and the way I saw it, but it just, it left a taste that she wasn't just going to be a good client. And my intuition is never wrong. So she gave her initials originally. She didn't give her full name, but when we essentially collected her information, we were able to update the system. Um, she already came in avoiding eye contact when I was speaking her, speaking to her and um, she wanted to treat her underarm in Brazil. And she came in with her face peeling. And I had asked her if she was exposed to acids, if she was exposed to anything that would compromise her skin, because when we are doing laser treatments, we have to be very mindful about that. And I had saw she had did a chemical peel and I had asked her about it. And she denied that she had did any peel, even though her face was visibly peeling. So I was like, okay, so I just have to be very hyper aware. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, just gonna be hyper aware if she's gonna be honest with me or not. It's the summertime, she's a woman of color. There's, there's a yeah, there's a, there's a, that's what I'm saying. This this dress already a couple of little flags on. The yeah, oh, go ahead. I'm go like ahead, I'm like okay, ahead. so like you know I'm, try, I'm just trying to like read the situation, um, and I <laughs> we just went from a yellow to an orange alert. The terror alert has lifted. <laughs> it's, it's getting higher. Okay, so um, <laughs> she's like super dismissive when I'm asking her questions. You know, I'm like, are you, are you are good conceiving? Have you had some exposure? She's like, no, no, like just denying. She wants to get over with the service. So I just give her a couple minutes to get undressed and I come back into the room and I can see that visibly she has hair. Now, when clients, when we do hair removal, you have to make sure that the hair is shaved completely because it will damage the lens and you won't get a good result. So, you know, I had told her like, hey, you know, I see that there's hair visibly underneath the underarm and on the Brazilian area, I am going to essentially start you off on the underarm. I have to shave you. So I started shaving her with a razor. And as I am turning around, she pops up from the bed, she grabs the razor and she's like, excuse me, I'm gonna use this as evidence against you. And I said, ma'am, what? Uh, evidence against what exactly? And she was like, cause you assaulted me cause you shaved me without my permission. So I was like, all right, you know, she was like, I came here specifically for laser and I was not told that we was needed to shave. Prior in her consent and everything, she had received laser hair removal in other locations. So she knows that that's also part of their procedures as well. So for her not to know how to do it and she's done it before, it also doesn't make any sense to me. So immediately I got her face. Is what I, that's exactly how I was acting. I was just like at a at a, a mm -hmm. loss because I'm just like what. So um, start starting to pray for this little lost puppy dog because somebody <laughs> it's it's twenty I guess in the story it's 2022. If you are just now crawling out from behind <laughs> a rock, yes, we have lasers that will remove the hair yeah. from your body, but you cannot have hair on the body parts. That the laser is going to zap, zip, 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 zap. Our lasers and our lasers are. But go ahead, go ahead. Very high functioning. So um, it's the funniest thing because I took a moment and I had to compose myself. 
because there was like an internal rage coming up, but there was also laughter. And I know myself, I could be a little sarcastic. So I was just like, you know, Mars and Gemini, like what girl, <laughs> clap that clean. So I told her, I was like, listen, I mean, that's, that's, that's one thing about working in service yeah. too, because you're Especially gonna, <laughs> when you're, you're connecting with so many people all of the time. It, I don't care if you're waiting tables. I don't care if you're hostessing in the front of the restaurant, you're working behind a bar, you are signing your, your gatekeeping yeah. clients as that you are receiving them at the door before they go to see Jocelyn for their facial or yeah. for their hair removal. At any given moment, somebody's going to throw their little, I am the client. I am the customer. I am always right. And you're just going to be like, <laughs> yes. What are you going to say, ma'am? Respectfully. Ma'am. Respectfully. You know? And I mean, the thing about it is that if she wanted to come in for like, you know, the free services, whatever, like there was, there was things that you could have maybe complained about, but it was the assault parts that kind of like threw me in for a loop because I'm like, I did not. So, um, so I told her, I was like, you know what? I am not sure if you, I'm going to keep this yeah, as evidence against you, right? Like here comes, here comes CSI. I, know, I was like, there was no blood found. Like, none of that, right? <laughs> right, right. All of a sudden, like, just, just so everybody is aware when, when we say a razor, we're not talking about like your standard, it's it's right. It's isn't it like the size it's of a, a medical razor? It's so <laughs> if you've ever had surgery and you had to get the area shaved, they took one of those little very microscopic razors that are very. You have to be tight. It's yeah, tiny. tiny. It's no bigger than a match, but they're sharp. And you know the crazy thing it's is hilarious. Like it's <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> yeah, but that's what she grabbed it. So I don't think... just for some visual. Yeah, yeah. little small little thing. Yeah. And so, you know, I told her, I was like, listen, you know, I, I, I didn't assault you, but if you don't feel comfortable continuing the service, I definitely don't feel comfortable providing you with the service. I'm going to ask that you get dressed. That's what I told her because I was just like, you know, I, I, if you say that I assaulted you, then I don't want to go further with the procedure. There's no, there's no point. Um, let's maintain some professional integrity yeah. on both sides because if yeah. you're uncomfortable, well, I'm yeah. uncomfortable now <laughs> exactly. too. Yeah. So um, she said, no, I want to continue with the service. Talk about consent. <laughs> Talk about, about consent, it, baby. honey. I'm all about it. <laughs> Respectfully, I no longer consent to treat you. I'm sorry. I got to get out of here. It's funny. I used to teach like college students in 10th grade. It was funny. They were freshmen and I was like in 10th grade and I was teaching them about sex ed and consent and all of this. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys are probably way more experienced than I am. But you know, we have to have these conversations. So it's like something that it's not in the, in the norm. Like we are openly consenting. You signed the consent form. Like you knew that this was also our procedures and protocols. You have an email for that. So there was, there was just so much happening that I just decided to just remove myself from the situation. But I think that's what triggered her even more because I heard her screaming in the room and then she was screaming in the room and it sounded like she was on the phone to somebody. I thought she was contacting a partner or something. She actually was calling the cops. So uh, she called the cops. And there was like eight cops that came into the establishment, like boom, boom. And um, oh, so when I said CSI, we weren't kidding. She legit called the New York Police Department. <laughs> she did. She did. To a laser spa. <laughs> were they hot dogs? Um, there were a mixture of mainly females. They were not. They were, I mean, I wasn't even looking at the crowd. Um, okay. 
I mean, da, 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 da. thank you for your ser- thank you for your service, our, our men and women in in blue. I think they were just so um, confused back, back, though that she literally there was eight cops I'm there sure because were. she said she was assaulted yeah. with a knife. She had told them that she was assaulted with a knife. So that's why they came here. They were like, we heard there was an assault with the knife. And then when they saw the razor, because she bought it out, she came out also um, undressed. So she was like, yeah, it was just, it was a whole show. Uh, And they saw like there was a little bit of mental instability there. So they already knew that this was going to be something for the cop, like half of the cops left, like four of them left. And the rest were just like, we can't do anything about it. We're not going to file a police report. This is not assault. This is their protocols, you know, whatever. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, she still got treated, um, for customer service and we dismissed her as a client. I didn't treat her. Um, we let, we let higher management handle that, but, okay. um, but she still got treated. But even then I was okay. just, I think I was like at a loss cause that that's never happened to me before. I get people like very in a place of gratitude, but, um, not, not the, uh, call of the cops for assaulting wow. with a razor. <laughs> Well, this is a great segue to my next question. Jocelyn, what's something you wish more people knew about your profession? Um, I think... <laughs> right, good segue, huh? Yeah, I'm like, wow, there's, there's so much. Where do I start? <laughs> Where do I start? Um, First of all... Uh, I think people forget that we are human. Um, but I will say... I have had many people, I think, I think people should realize that the way that you carry yourself will determine your experience because I will always go above and beyond for my service because I love what I do and everybody will get the same treatment, but those that are open to receiving them will get the best service that they've possibly gotten because they're, they're open to receiving um, whereas when you're in a position of service, you know, people feel entitled to it because they paid for it. So while this is an energetic exchange and this is a service that you paid for, you know, this is also a relationship. And I think sometimes people handle relationships transactional. They're not transactional. A lot of my clients have actually become really good friends of mine and have supported me way more than some family has ever, which I've never expected. So I think that's because I can tell you that when you feel something vibrationally, it will encompass you when you're open to receiving it. You ever have a good mood, you smile at somebody, they smile at you back, it raises everything, same experience. So when you're in a position of service, just know that the person in front of you is human, going through the same exact things you're going through. And your interaction and the experience is also gonna determine the level of service that you're gonna receive. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, that's, that's, you bring it back to really the, what I find is like the spiritual side of work that we kind of miss out on because we're all working, working, working to make the paycheck, to get the kids in a better school, to get the roof repaired, to upgrade the car, to, you know, survive right or to upgrade our lives and we miss the inherent nature that regardless of what industry you work in we technically provide service for everyone but no one is taking a step back anymore to say 
as a servant towards you, there is a modicum of respect that I have to give. And then on the other side, the client sometimes has very little modicum of respect for what they give. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Especially like in the beauty industry. Really, really. It's funny how some people think that like sometimes, I mean, don't get me wrong. The way that facials and beauty is usually sometimes marketed as luxury. Um, however, being in the medical side of it, I can see that, you know, there's so many benefits to just cleansing out your skin and getting it purified and also just doing treatments that are going to help better you to avoid sometimes internal traumas that are coming up. Um, so I like kind of applying it to the more of like, this is a necessity for you to get in touch with yourself. When you are in, in touch with yourself, you are in alignment with yourself. Everything else is connected. Whereas this is just not a luxury service that you come to me, you come to me once a month and you get something out of it. It's a little bit deeper than that. And that's how I like to kind of put that work yeah. into it. Um, although there are people out there that just want to go and get a facial, get pampered, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But then, right. Yeah. yeah. But then that experience for me then is like, I always end up having conversations that open up people's minds and, and they can't go back to where they were when they left the room. Like it's just, it's, it just doesn't happen like that. They come back more open, more expanded. And that's, that's what I love to kind of infuse in my work, like expansion. So Jocelyn, do you have a side hustle to help with that expansion? Cause it sounds like you're doing a lot more than just helping people stay young. Yeah. hundred percent. Confusing. World. I have a couple, have a couple side hustles. So, um, I do always do like some side work when it comes to events and marketing. So I have worked with brands like Michelob mm -hmm. Ultra and Rumble and um, I've done like some side gigs and some side work. And then I also have my baby that I've been pouring into for the last two, going to be three years, uh, my company or Luminous, which is a spiritual wellness and expansion community that will soon start producing not only events in person, but I do essentially want to have a wellness sanctuary. That's the goal. And I do want to work with so many individuals in the health and wellness field, whether it's acupuncturists, massage therapists, Reiki healers, but also people who can help uh, somatic trauma therapists, et cetera. And I would love to be able to provide services online as well so that people can be able to be certified and continue the healing work in their country, in their local community, because if we can't get there, that expansion mm -hmm. will still be able to travel and reach people. Um, so that's something that I've been working on. I always have tangible products like herbal baths and teas and um, different types of esoteric the herbal baths are amazing. I love, oh my God. Oh, amazing. So purifying. And then, I don't know, I just, there's magic behind making something with your hands and like using your hands to create. And I think also when you work with nature, you work with the element that's always been here before you and is never going to leave. So um, I think there's a lot of wisdom with connecting to plants and different types of herbal remedies. And it started during COVID. Like I started my business during COVID because I was starting to see so many things that were being pushed around that was not true. And I got tired of having to really come from a place of stress because it was a very stressful couple of years in which people were just like in the in-between. And I started to rely on indigenous practices that I always grew up, which was like 
the purifying elements of water, the connection of herbs to ground you, um, you know, food as your medicine. These are things that have been around for many, many centuries. So when you go back to the basics, it helped me to connect a little bit deeper. And I saw that there was a lag there in the spiritual community. There's always people trying to tell you what to do with your life, but there's never anybody that's trying to walk with you alongside the path to show you that there's other alternatives and whatever choice you make is the right choice for you. So I started with things that make me happy, like taking a bubble bath, taking an Epsom salt bath, um, you know, like coloring, painting, connecting with my inner joy. And a lot of that was just baking banana, banana bread. Oh, so many times I made banana bread. <laughs> baking banana bread. These are, these are all the things that I called these the, the COVID coping. <laughs> culture it's it's covid coping culture and i think some some yeah. of that we have helped to like to take yeah. with us to just say in the in the name of self care i'm having a rough moment just make some me right now instead of baking banana bread exactly. i'm i'm mastering the single serving it's 9 p.m. and i have a sweet tooth so i'm going to bake one giant Ooh, cookie for myself good. that's 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 my current that sounds so good I have such a sweet tooth and it's been trying to like awesome. get to the point of putting quality shit in my body, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, if I'm going to go in, yeah, I'm going to get some organic bananas. I'm going to let them ripe as hell. <laughs> let them, let them exactly. get in. And then you just, you bake it, bake it yourself. Um, instead of doing, uh, what is it? Two tablespoons of yeah. white sugar and like four tablespoons, no, six tablespoons of brown. I'll just do four tablespoons of Wait. brown sugar and you can mix the recipe oh, to yeah. your own needs without having to bake an entire batch of cookies. You just, you just need, need one, one. Yeah. not a whole batch, but anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you had mentioned earlier, you had mentioned earlier, you touched on hustle culture. And this is something that I really find so, so interesting because of course we have survived the pandemic. We're on the other side of life. Now we have to worry about inflation. The value of the dollar is tanking. Are we, are we looking ahead at the future and saying to ourselves, I'm going to maintain my hustle culture and my multiple streams of income and is that going to get me to reach or me as in Jocelyn, like what are Jocelyn's financial dreams and goals and how is she actualizing them? Really good question. More than just expanding her community. Yeah, 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 definitely. I feel like there, so I was having this conversation with somebody the other day in which I feel like I do spend predominantly of my time at work. And then, you know, I received my paycheck and like you said, inflation has changed so much. Taxes have changed so much. And it's like, I definitely know within my heart and my soul that I am not meant to work my physical vessel to the point in which it's beyond what it could do just for the, the dollar. Like, it's not going to work like that. So I have come to terms that there has to be other ways for me to receive uh, financial abundance. So while people have been trying to make money online, selling products, selling digital courses. I think there's a huge, huge um, understatement of like valuing services and bartering systems, bartering with services. So 
when I also build my community, I am also able to build an arsenal and a team in which that we can work together to create that. So um, I'm in the works right now of helping to work with two other entrepreneurs to create a retreat in which we're using plant medicine. There's also people that are wanting to experience like, like psilocybin. Like psilocybin. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, I would love. Are we talking like we're, we're talking mushroom chocolates or just mushroom tea sitting by the campfire um, type? So the mushrooms themselves can be in the chocolate form or in the tea form. I prefer teas like better in the body. Um, if anyone listening is under the age of eighteen, <laughs> this is not an endorsement for kids yeah. stay in school don't do drugs okay <laughs> just this is a plant that's that gonna call too. yeah this is a plant that's gonna call too. I, I i tell i tell youtube that my podcast is not for kids do not advertise it to kids just making sure for spotify, spotify for every, every all the I, I am not a clinician okay <laughs> this is just my experience we are not endorsing the use. thank you we're not endorsing the use um no, no, drug. definitely not. Psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, well, only yeah, when you're yeah. ready. No, no. <laughs> no. Um, so there is, there is, there is, a, there is an awakening that comes with this exposure. So you know, only when you feel called to work with these plants. But I do see that there is a rise in people wanting to connect with themselves through these usages. Um, so we're in the process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know, we're in the process instead of like, it's become quite a. It's become quite like a trendy. I, I mean, it's CEOs that like the 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 C suite of Silicon Valley is all into psilocybin. Microdosing has become a very popular. Like you know, it's 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 this new wave of hustle culture. Like type A, multiple streams. I'm gonna microdose in the morning with my matcha, and then I'm gonna have 14 hours of zoom calls and productivity 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 right. it sounds like to me you may be treating the c-suite level executives that are these like type a microdosers, <laughs> and yet you're bringing them to a wellness center that is predicated upon a barter system yeah. so you are you're 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 breaking the system with the newer community yeah, absolutely while also serving the, those who are still a part of the antiquated yes. systems the as well goal for me because you know i to be honest like i you you work you pay your bills you do whatever um but there are so many people out there that have access to different types of finances that will fund and provide these things and i feel like there are ways to barter and so I've been looking in ways to kind of like, a, you know, the Robin Hood system without robbing so much from the rich, but like being being able to com <laughs> exactly communicate in a way in which they could provide while being able to have this to be accessible to people who wouldn't be able to. So um, people with lower socioeconomic privileges that still have traumas, uh, people in indigenous cultures that this is their type of medicine that they wouldn't even possibly be able to utilize because they wouldn't have access to. 
Um, so yes, that's the goal to be able to get people together to work on that community forefront and also barter systems and be able to receive compensation. Don't know what that looks like in the future because unfortunately with what's going on with crypto and what's going on with um, the FDIC and digital currencies and all these things, we don't know what <laughs> we don't know what that's gonna look like right now. But as far let's right. See. So let's see. My goal is yeah. Capital. No, no, there's 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 no need to to get all <laughs> tense and freaked out Not today over something that we don't even know if it's going to pan out exactly. tomorrow. So, so the goal is to be able to, yeah. you know, just fundraise yeah. to make money, to have other communities that are able to support this way without me having to fund it myself, but also using a, a bartering system. I've used the bartering system for a lot of times during mm -hmm. college. And it's so funny because I always end up with people that we always cross paths are in the same field. And that's definitely not a coincidence. I think people are put into your life. It also sounds like you have, it also sounds like you have the opportunity to set this up as a 501c3. Yeah. Or, or do you consider that? Yeah, 100%, 100%. To, to, to make it a philanthropic society because, you know, that, that, that'll also give you some more opportunities as well to be able to reach out to different organizations and, you know, really kind of build it 100%. out. 100%. Like I always say, I don't want to do this alone, but I want to be making sure that the integrity of what Orlovinus stands for is not compromised at all because when too many hands are in the that name. yes luminous soul right like luminous aura like we are light beings this is we're yes. like living house plants we need to go outside we need to be able to charge we need to be able to do these things and i feel like the four walls and the overworking <laughs> yes yeah, house plants. we're living, living house plants <laughs> <laughs> we need oxygen okay we need sunlight <laughs> we need tender care the rooming you have to you have to you have to i'm trying to become a better plant person it's not it's working but i'm i'm in baby steps <laughs> baby steps first i'm i took them all home to my mom's because mommy i'm i'm almost killed them she's like well just repot them they She's like, they need soil. The, what is it? Like a spider? Yes, plant my spider plant is in my room. It needs like certain light. And you can't overwater it. Spider plant. <laughs> At a certain point, they've been sitting in water yep. for so long. And I was like, mommy, I just, I give it water, but it looks terrible. She's like, well, it now needs soil. it needs soil. I was like, so it's not my fault? <laughs> She's like, no. Like, yeah. yeah. They're so finicky. Like I have a money tree up there. She keeps shedding, but she's providing like new leaves. So I'm like, is that seasonal or did I just overwater you? Like what's happening? That's not a good thing. Is a money tree bamboo? Um, no. So I do have a lucky bamboo that I can provide for you. Um, okay. I have a lucky bamboo and I... We'll share your lucky bamboo in the she's, she's driving story. so well though. And uh, but the money tree, right. I guess it's funny because I was going through all these money transitions and then she started like shedding. So I'm like, we are really connected to our plants. I try to talk to it or infuse it with like affirmations. <laughs> kind of be like, we have to make this money. We have to have these new tree stocks coming in. But plants are really receptive. Do you, do you say money affirmations? Um, yeah, I do, actually. And it's funny because I always do them when I go to work. I don't know what the day is going to look like. I also receive, like, you know, tips and compensation hourly. So I, I never know what my day is going to look like. But I always go in and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I am going to make 
the amount of money that my joy is going to be at. My my energy levels are going to be at. So if I know I have a really high energy level and I have a really joyful day, I always know that my compensation and my tips are well. Um, and that just keeps me very conscious of what I'm doing throughout the day. Because it's, it's very easy for me to go on autopilot. It's the, it's the, oh, yeah. yeah. It's the get what you give yeah. mantra. Don't get me Yes. Wrong. It's that energy check-in. Yep. It keeps me conscious yeah. because I can go okay. on autopilot. And me, I am a very cerebral person. Like, I can live in the astral. <laughs> I'll be daydreaming day and night, driving very functional, but I won't be here. <laughs> My feisty self would be, like, elsewhere. So I, it's one thing that I have to be very mindful, to yeah. of what I'm doing and how to stay conscious with my person. Um, because they can feel it. They can feel it. And since my job is through touch, they can definitely feel the energy. And I definitely want to make sure that I'm not taking on more than what I signed up for in the beginning of the session. Because the energy exchange is real time. Jocelyn, what is one personal or professional financial practice you wish you learned sooner? I wish that I had better relations with understanding taxes and how the U.S. government system works. Um, it would have probably helped me prepare a lot better when it came to credit cards and kind of balancing student loan and debt. Um, because that's something that when I'm younger, you know, you think you have the opportunity to go ahead and pay it off. And a lot of these um, hidden fees and APRs and the way that these works, it's not really taught to us in school. So I just wish that I personally would have sought that out. Um, I learned it at a much later age, which helped me become a lot more disciplined and would have set me up. Uh, and then also to have a better relationship with not only accumulating savings, but investments, uh, because you want to see your money grow and thrive. You just don't want it to sit there. So I started to always look at. You don't want it to lose value. Huge, while it sits huge. There. That's that's huge. the key. That's the key that most people don't. Even, our our baby boomer generation is like, well, are you saving money? And it's like, yeah. no, you can't. No, without one percent in the bank, stashing yeah. your cash in your mattress. One, it's going to lose value yes. over time, and two. Exactly. Your your normal yeah. bank is not even giving yeah, you Yeah, the percentage is 0.5%. You're not giving the 0.5%. It's it's terrible. I, um, it's terrible. So we're we're talking personal financial education. You learned a little bit later. Yeah, it's personal financial education. Also business like uh since I've been running my business, I've been learning like not to combine my personal expenses with my business expenses also like which type of banks that I want to work with so you know working yep. with online banks that give you higher percentage for your interest is great um so I had signed up with like Bluevine mm -hmm. um and then also being able to see that I have been able to make money with applying the things that I want to and that comes to love so like I always thought that I wouldn't be able to make money as a makeup artist and as an esthetician doing what I'm doing. I'm actually making the most money I've ever made before. Um, so if you really have a dream or a desire and that energy is fueling you, 
that is like your ticket to not only getting experiences, but you can connect with people that are going to teach you to learn and better your skill, but they'll open your door and provide so much more experience to you just because you provided that hunger and that drive to want to accomplish it. And you wasn't afraid to make mistakes and you wanted to learn so bad. Um, and that's always helped me get the jobs that I've always needed to get. It's opened doors to me to get positions that I never thought I would get because I, I didn't have the skill sets and people were still willing to take the chance on me. And because I was able to learn so fast, you know, just kind of like doubled up my income and doubled up their income. <laughs> so you want somebody like that on your team who's just as hungry, wanting to go, wanting to thrive, that will be able to maximize your income as well. So um, also opening the doors for the other people. That's something that I learned in my professional business as well, because it's made me opportunities um, to connect with other people and vice versa and help put them on. I've been put on, so pay yeah. it forward. You know, that's always helped me professionally because I've been able to get that back to me in thrice folds. So it's, it's amazing. Paying pay it forward. forward. Yeah. That's it. That's the key. Your, your, your energy is everything. <laughs> I think that's probably one of my favorite compliments that I receive is something about your energy. Your energy speaks volumes for yeah. you and for the room that you walk into yep, absolutely. and even the room you walk out of when yeah, you leave. Yeah, 100%. Okay. We want to see the best of impressions, <laughs> family. Right. Let's go. And be you. Be authentic. People will feel that. <laughs> Don't filter yourself out just to fit in. You need to be different. You need to be here and present. This is why you signed up to be here. We don't need no more carbon copies of each other. We need you right now, you know? <laughs> okay. Stay, stay authentic. Stay original. Jocelyn, where can the Cash Confessions family find you for your beauty services? And where can they find you for your Bruja de la Cocina <laughs> kitchen witch services? It's so funny because I just did, I thought about it the other day. I'm like always making stuff and I'm like, I'm always in my kitchen because I make me a kitchen witch. I'm like, I love that. I don't see it. It's kitchen witch sounds so plain. I'm like, no, Bruja de Cocina sounds way more romantic. <laughs> Um, so my personal Instagram is the feminine vortex. And I also have my business, which is Aura Luminous, that I post on there, A-U-R-A Luminous. And um, the website is loading. It's just adding a couple more products that I have on there. I have a lot to add on, but you can go on my website and make your purchases on there. And soon there'll be some digital courses coming in the next month. So stay tuned to help you tune into your own Inner Kitchen Witch. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. We're going to include these in the show notes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Jocelyn, my love. I can't wait to come home and get a facial. I can't wait to now. treat you. My hands miss you. <laughs> I know. No, my hands miss you. I, I love, love you, you too, babe. I'll see you soon. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.